Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of It Starts With Attraction. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing ItStartsWithAttraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to ItStartsWithAttraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. In today's podcast episode, we are continuing the series on personality assessments. We have gone through some of the more common ones and really dived into what do they mean? What, what is it? What do they measure? Are they valid? And today we are talking about one of the most common ones and my favorite one, the DISC profile, D-I-S-C. It's used all around the world. It's very highly validated. And I have asked my father and Dr. Joe Beam to join me on today's episode to talk about this one because he has been using DISC for how many years? 139. 139 years. (laughs) I've been using it since back in the 1990s. Yeah. And we use it at Marriage Helper with a lot of the couples that we work with, especially in our workshops. And so I wanted to invite him on for us to have a discussion about what is DISC and how can it help us in our relationships. Physical, intellectual, emotional, and spiritual. These are the four areas of attraction, or as us insiders like to call it, the pies. Join me, Kimberly Beam Holmes, as we speak with other experts around the world on how to become the most attractive that you can be. Create confidence and find happiness. We will teach you how. It starts with attraction and it starts now. People ask me all the time, Kimberly, which area of my pies should I focus on first? And the answer to that question is the one where you need to see the most growth. That is why I have created an attraction assessment. This free assessment is designed to help you learn what areas of attraction you should be working and focusing on first. This will be the foundation of your journey to becoming a more attractive person to your spouse, to your friends and family, but most of all, to yourself. Click the link in the show notes to take the free assessment today. So just in, in basic general understanding, it's based on a book written back in the 1950s by a guy by the name of Marston. And Marston wrote a book called The Emotions of Normal People, because back in the 1950s, they still thought some people were normal. <laughs> we know <laughs> everybody, so it was different. And so he came across some pretty good things, and, and he based it on a model that's been around since 300 B.C. And so it's very old. And of course, because of that, some people see it as being way too simple, and it indeed is a simple grab. But when we do it, just since you mentioned some of the others, when you do the research on it, the statistics, I should say, and which I haven't, but I have read the statistics, it correlates very nicely with the uh, uh, Myers-Briggs. They correlate mm-hmm. well together. And the disc mm-hmm. measures basically two different things. And from those two things, you can get an idea about behavior. So technically... It's not a personality profile. Now, people call it that. But technically, it's a behavior profile. How are you more likely to act? 
Therefore, it is situationally uh, differentiated, meaning that you may act this way in this situation. You may act that way in that situation. And they have been able to figure out through algorithms how to put the characteristics together to predict even that. That if you're under stress, you're probably going to react that way. If you're not under stress, you're probably going to act this way. Oh, and by the way, that's how other people think you are. And, and therefore, since it's not a complex psychological model, it's not like the MMPI, the Minnesota Multiphasic Personality Inventory, which is hundreds and hundreds of questions that you mm -hmm. can actually check for things such as uh, paranoia and uh, different mental situations. This, pure and simple, is a behavioral profile that's very accurate, very accurate. And when we use it, that's what we use it for. If your spouse acts like this, you know, says this, does this, et cetera, then, then understand from this profile, that's probably why it's happening. If you act like this, then understand from your profile, this is likely what's happening. Therefore, it's very, very valid to use because it's simple to understand. Mm -hmm. And it's not attempting to measure emotional distress and psychological disorders. It's to measure, not measure, but predict behavior. Mm -hmm. Would you also say, that it helps people understand motivation? To some degree, yes. I don't know that motivation is ever 100% pure. Mo emotions typically and motivations are kind of mixed up. Like mm -hmm. I did that because I really want to help people. Eh, but part of my motivation is the fact that I like getting the accolades back from doing it. Mm -hmm. Emotions and motivations typically are not just pure. Now, they mm -hmm. can be. If, if you saw your son, Arrow, about to be bitten by a rattlesnake, You'd run out and attack that snake and your motivation would be absolutely pure. Mm -hmm. but, but most of the time they're mixed up. And so it can help you at least understand the framework that they're coming from, which in a sense helps you understand the motivation as to why they do it. And, and so we'll get into it in a minute. But a person who is very detailed and logical and analytical, they're going to approach things that way. Mm -hmm. Well, what is their motivation for it? We could get very complicated in trying to understand that. But part of it is because this is how I do things. This is the schema by which I live, my, the way I filter life. Mm. So let's get into it. I love the way that you use this when you talk about DISC to help people understand how it works and where they could fall. So how, do, how can you quickly assess where someone is on a DISC profile? Okay. I once worked with an organization back in the early 90s who actually was training Chevrolet salespeople how to read you on the disc thing when you walked on the lot. Hmm. No, no profiles, no tests, just watching you. Okay. And basically it measures on two different things. And remember this model began back at around 300 BC modified by Marston in the 1950s and modified since then by people who do tons of research on it. But basically it's simple enough that you can do by observation most what you need to do. Yeah. And so we would teach those salespeople, uh, and again, it was a different organization I worked for, are they fast-paced or slow-paced? And what we mean by that is, do they tend to respond quickly without thinking too much, or do they tend to process before they answer? It's not a sign of intelligence. It's just some people are faster and some people are slower in how they respond to things. Mm -hmm. And then the other one, is are they people who are warm and friendly and therefore easy to get to know, or are they a little bit distant and a little bit cool, a little bit standoffish? Now, from that four-quadrant model, 
we could teach. As a matter of fact, I personally taught a bunch of realtors on that. <laughs> if you look at the client and just pay attention to that, you're going to get a theory as to which of the four quadrants that person is in. And then there's some other things you can look for to uh, verify that you have read it correctly, but you can do it pretty quickly. Uh, I've done it sitting on an airplane to the person sitting next to me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not that hard to do. Now, again, it's not a deep psychological analysis. <laughs> it's just right. understanding a behavior pattern. Sure. So when you do it, it comes to two lines, right? So you're assessing the quickness of processing, fast pace, slow pace, and then the what would you what would you cool. title it? Probably. But we'd make a four quadrant. So like uh, maybe up here would be cool, down mm-hmm. here would be warm, over here would be fast, and over here would be slow. No. Because I'm doing that into the camera, I'm probably doing it exactly wrong (laughs) of the quadrants. And so if a person is cool and faster paced, they probably go in this quadrant. Mm -hmm. If they're warm and faster paced, then they probably go into this quadrant. Mm -hmm. Now, again, I'm drawing that all wrong here in the air. But, But that's the way it works. And so typically, that's what I do when I'm reading people. Is this person fast paced or slow paced? And is this person warm or cool? And then that gives me a theory as to which quadrant they're in. And and those letters, D-I-S-C, mm-hmm. each refers to a particular quadrant. Now, we've actually given names to them other than D-I-S-C because it helps us to, uh, to understand by having our own names. Oh, that's what that means. Mm-hmm. So the let's start with the, the way that it's written. So DISC. So the D in DISC stands for dominant, and we'll get to our name for it in a minute. But that dominant falls into the, the cool, cool and distant fast. and fast-paced. Cool and fast. They don't take much time to make a decision. <clears throat> and if the decision is wrong, it doesn't blow them away. It's like, hmm, that was wrong. I'll fix it. Let's do it this way. Mm-hmm. So they tend to be a little cool and standoffish. Okay, but very fast in making decisions. And and so we actually call that person a commander because they can make decisions, they can bark orders, and therefore they do, if you want to look at the motivation, they tend to be people who like to be in control. Mm-hmm. And that's just how they're wired. So the negatives of this is some people could look at them and say they're jerks or they only care about power or a lot of people are looking at these people and saying they're narcissists. Oh, goodness, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you've done some really good work on that That's on, in, in various places for us. Uh, well, you can tell them where they can find some of your videos about that. Uh, but yeah, now it's gotten to where any person that has an ego at all is considered to be a narcissist, which is so bad. Narcissistic personality yeah. disorder exists in about 1% of the American mm-hmm. population. And yet... It based yeah. on what we hear from my clients, uh, it's approximately 70%. <laughs> yeah. They're all diagnosing everybody that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, not to get off on this, but one of the other big personality tests, the big five, narcissism is part of it. Like it's so common in people to the level of which narcissism is in because it's a focus on self, but it's not always to an unhealthy degree. Anyway, we won't get off on that. But so the bottom line of it is commanders, Commander. they can be cool and distant. They are, they process extremely fast and they might leave in the wake of their fast decisions. They might leave collateral damage. <laughs> they may. 
they're not really looking back and trying to fix it. They're just continuing to drive forward and trying to get things done. Yeah. Yeah. One of our friends, uh, friends of you and me, actually said to me one time, his name is Jeff, you know, Jeff, Jeff mm-hmm. actually said, I've never taken more than 10 seconds to make decision any time in my life. <laughs> and that's true. He'll make a decision that fast. And you're right. Sometimes it leaves some damage in the wake because people don't know how to react to that. And mm-hmm. sometimes your decisions when you're making them that fast are wrong, yeah. but, but it's the way he operates. And, and that's how he has built a tremendous organization, a company that, that is his, is by being that kind of leader. Mm-hmm. So let's move to the next one, which is the I, mm-hmm. which is the warm and friendly, but still fast processor. Yeah, I think the I and the actual DIS stands for influencer. Mm-hmm. We call that person a communicator. So the high D we call a commander. And that kind of helps us understand that's what this person is going to do. They're going to command. Mm-hmm. And, and the I, the communicator, and the influencer, these are people who love people. Mm-hmm. They just love being around people. They tend to have great vocabularies and they tend to be able to communicate extremely well because they're such people, people, mm-hmm. and they love to talk. Now, they can mm-hmm. have a pretty strong ego as well. But where the D, the commander, would like, okay, this is going to be done. I don't care if you don't like it. It's the right thing to do. Let's go. The communicator is more like, I know the right thing to do. I've got a strong ego because I love people liking me. I want everybody to like me. Uh, But in that sense, maybe I won't push what I'm thinking because maybe you won't like me. The D will say, we're going to do it no matter what you think. I would go, how how many people do I hurt if I do that? How many people won't like me if I do that? But they tend to be very fast paced in a conversation with them. Sometimes you don't have to say a word. (laughs) (laughs) right and they can also tend to be more spontaneous people messy people it's pretty well known that communicators high communicators tend not to be very neat people because there are other things that are so much more interesting Mm -hmm. like okay i could straighten up my office but wait a minute let me give johnny a call i haven't talked to johnny all day today that Mm -hmm. kind of thing or i know i should clean the house but you know what i think i'll run to target instead because there's all kinds of people over there and 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 i can shop and do things and talk to people etc etc so they tend not to be very neat yeah love being the life of the party that kind of person now you said these are people people the S though, which is the one that we're about to get into, these people love people too, but the the motivation behind it is a little bit different. So the S in the disc stands for steady. These are people who are still warm and friendly, but slower processing. Mm-hmm. What are some of the attributes that they have? Well, like the I, uh, the communicator needs like constant stimulation. I can't mm-hmm. do the same thing over and over again without getting bored silly. Mm-hmm. The S, the completer, we call that person because they can complete a project. What I mean by that is that they can do the same thing all day long, eight hours a day for 20 years. Mm-hmm. I'm putting this nut on this widget at the factory. I'm okay. I can do that. They don't have to have new stimulation. Mm-hmm. But you're right. They are very warm. They're very friendly. They really, really care about people. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they would be categorized as introverts. Or or sometimes just shy. I mean, they're not going to get out in front of the whole group and start leading a, a group song in karaoke. Mm-hmm. Un- unless they're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> do that. They, they tend to like to be in the background. They don't do things that call attention to themselves. They're mm-hmm. the kind of person that, uh, well, I'm thinking of one right now that you know, Greg. 
uh, who, if one of his employees had been hurt on the job and couldn't work for a couple of weeks, Greg would drive to their house. I'd been with him when he would do it and, and uh, never say a word to me. Just get out of the truck, walk over, knock on the door. The person would come to the door in a bathrobe because they'd been hurt, you know. And then I would see Greg shake hands with him, and I could see the flash of green. $500, that that he didn't have to give that person. But at the same time, he didn't want anybody to know that he did it. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't need the accolades. I care. I want to help. But don't tell anybody I did this. Mm-hmm. Which is different from the I, for sure, but also the D. Both of those on the more fast-paced want recognition, want to be seen or known for what they do. They probably aren't considered humble. Probably not. Probably not. Although they actually may be. Mm-hmm. In that sense, what I mean is the humility they have is the fact that they really don't think of themselves higher than they ought. Mm-hmm. They, but, but they have such need for approval that even though at heart they really are humble people. Mm-hmm. The way they come across sometimes is like they're just arrogant mm-hmm. and, and that, uh, you know, you, I have to have you paying attention to me. So, yes, they do want and need a lot of accolades. Mm-hmm. They really do of affirmations, if you will. Mm-hmm. But even then, they may not be with the, the alleged narcissist. It's it's about I need right. approval so I can have confidence in me. Mm-hmm. But they'll come across sometimes in a brassy way that turns people off. Mm-hmm. So. That So the S, the warm and friendly, but slower paced. These are also people who, are tim- t- who tend to be very family oriented, love security, all of those types of things. Yeah, you typically you're not going to see a completer in a casino unless they <laughs> took in $10 and that's all mm-hmm. they can possibly spend because they really don't want to lose security. They want to feel secure. Mm-hmm. And family is super important. But here's another thing, because loyalty it's such a big deal to them. If you violate that, if you're disloyal to them, they have a hard time getting over that. Mm. They never want to do anything with you again because loyalty is such a high premium for the completer that when you're disloyal to them, it's a major, major, major deal. Mm-hmm. And let's end with the C. Mm-hmm. That's what I call the calculator. So this mm-hmm. is a person that's slow paced, but also cool and distant. They tend to be the analyzers. Let me think everything through. If you're giving them information, it's like, where'd you get that information from? Why should I believe that to be true? And is it just that one piece of information or do you have others? And where can I go to verify this? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes people see them as very untrusting but what it is, is they have to have everything that makes sense. Boom, 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 because they're so logical and so analytical. And therefore, <laughs> you may be talking to them and in, your, in fact, a communicator, an I, is interacting with the C. Either the C will be sitting there thinking, would you just shut up so I can ask you a question? Because the I, the communicator, likes to talk. Or the communicator will say something and the C will say, where's the documentation for that? Mm-hmm. How do you know that be true? And so calculators, the C's tend to see eyes as uh, flakes. Mm-hmm. Whereas eyes tend to see C's as fuddy duddies. Like you're no fun. I mean, I can't, let's just have, let's live a little bit here. So how do we look at this and start to say, okay, we can get an idea, even for people who may be new to disc, they have some kind of an idea of where they might fall. 
Of course, we aren't just one of these. Many of us have a combination of two of these that we're high in and maybe two of these that we're low in that help us round us out as a person. But we, you have to take an assessment to see that. We can't help you necessarily with that. But you can start to get an idea of, oh, yeah, I'm way more like that and way less like right. what one of these other things you talked about. Right. Otherwise, the algorithms in the computer can be much more accurate. But you're right. We can get a general idea. And all of us have a little bit of all four. Mm-hmm. Okay. But like you said, we're looking for what's predominant, what really stands mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. So how do we, and, and on top of that, we can probably also start to assess some of the people that we're close to. So many people might be hearing it and thinking, oh, that's my wife, or oh, that's my husband, or my best friend, or my mom, or my dad. So how do these start? You mentioned some of them, but how do these start to work together? How can we really start to, and we can't get into all the specifics of it on just this episode, but what are just some key things that each of these could keep in mind when communicating with those that are different than them? Okay. Well, I tend to be a D, a commander. When I'm stressed, I tend to be more of an I, a communicator, when I'm not stressed. Your mother, my wife, Alice, is an S, period. Well, actually, she's an SI. Okay. And so she's the completer who is also a communicator. So when she's in communicator mode and I'm in communicator mode, we get along great. We laugh and have a great time, have all kinds of fun. But our difficulty would come when she's in that S, that completer mode, which is the one she's more normally in. And I get stressed and I go into that D commander mode because I'm going to be sharp. Let's get it done. Let's like that. And she's mm-hmm. the person that needs time. That completer is like, let's just take it easy. Let me think this through. Let's be careful, that kind of stuff. And so it's really easy for a D, a commander, to hurt the feelings of an S who is mm-hmm. a completer. Because it's like I, they, the completer feels like she or he is being run over by the mm-hmm. D. But it can be frustrating the other way around as well. Because the commander, if let's say it's a married couple, the commander is wanting to make decisions and do things. And the S is saying, we need to think about this. We we need to pray about it. I, I don't think I can do that right now. But, but look, here's, here's the right thing to do. Let's, let's go. And the completer is going, I don't know if I can see that. Mm-hmm. Or completers, everything in life relates to everything else. With these commanders, life is a series of events which are not necessarily connected. So with these like that's over, this is going. Now they S everything's tied together. And so the completer, in this case your mother, <laughs> is going to tell me when I'm in commander mode, D, about something that happened today. But everything for her ties together. So she starts with first, the earth cooled. <laughs> oh, is giving me all these details when I'm going. Ee. Now you and your husband Rob, you are a commander, mm-hmm. and your husband Rob is primarily a calculator, a C, logic, mm-hmm. analytical, that kind of stuff. And so it's interesting to what you guys disagree because when you disagree, it's going to be pretty firm. This mm-hmm. is what's right. That's what the C says. This is the right thing to do. But this is what we need to do. That's the D. And so they can really go at each other. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if they both respect each other, it still works out. Mm-hmm. Because you're a commander, we used to tell you when you were small, you need to marry a strong guy. Otherwise, you're going to run over him and you're going to lose respect for him. As a matter of fact, when you were a teenager, oh, we knew when you were about to dump a boyfriend oh, because he'd be carrying your purse. <laughs> 
<laughs> and whenever we'd see that, I looked out and said, that one's done. <laughs> she has already taken command of him. She's going to lose respect for him. He's gone. And so we used to tell you, you might remember. Uh, I remember. Marry somebody who is a strong personality who can even out to you. Now, you'll disagree more than some other couples, but mm-hmm. you'll also work things out. And, mm-hmm. and so if two completers are watching you disagree, they'll be thinking, oh, my goodness, <laughs> what's happening? Well, you guys later would say, what, did you think something was wrong? We were just having our discussion. Right. Vehemently. Vehemently. <laughs> <laughs> Pitching both of our points. Exactly. Let's see who wins this one. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You should see us play Monopoly, though. It is World War Three. <laughs> <laughs> well, since you're like the most the way this little D commander right here, she's not little anymore. But when she was like three or four, something like that. I don't know how to swim. I'm a terrible swimmer. I maybe can swim ten feet before I sink. Well, actually, I'm fat enough now. I'd probably still float, but I'm a terrible swimmer. And so how am I going to teach my daughter how to swim? We put a pool in the backyard. <clears throat> I taught her how to swim because she's so competitive, that little commander D. I would throw things to the bottom of the deep end of the pool. Each one had various points. And then we would both go after them to see who would win. Mm-hmm. So competitive. She taught herself how to swim by going into the deep water to get those things to defeat me. To win. Not to mention that you would pay me to foul out in basketball games. You I, you keep forgetting this. You didn't think I was being aggressive enough because I wasn't. So you'd pay me a dollar every time I would get a foul. I don't think that was me. I'm thinking you're thinking about somebody. No. <laughs> Absolutely. Foul out. But when you fouled, I would give you a dollar. I didn't want you out of the game. I just wanted you to play more aggressively. That's right. You wanted me to get the ball. Because it was not your nature in basketball. And my guess is because of the fact that you didn't feel secure in that sport yet. Yeah. If you had, you'd have been paying me a buck every time you made a foul. Yeah. Well, and that's the reason I don't play basketball today. But. The- <laughs> <laughs> All right. So S's. D's, the, typically the ones that are most distant, like the I's and C's, which you gave the the examples of earlier, the D's and S's, those can be some of the more difficult ones because everything about them is different. The way they process and the, their temperament towards others is polar opposites. Can be. Mm-hmm. And so, but do you typically see, like in our workshops, right, when we're able to see the disc profiles, how often are people married to their opposite? The majority of the time. Mm-hmm. The majority of the time they're married to their opposite. So the D is opposite to the S and the I is opposite to the C. Mm-hmm. It's pretty rare for us to find two people who are the same. Mm-hmm. So let's say, for example, we have two S's, two completers. Now they, they tend to avoid confrontation because they just don't want trouble. They want security. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were going through uh, talking about conflict in one of our workshops and there was a couple there, both of them high S completers. And they began to realize that they avoided conflict all the time, which is what led them to us in marital distress. They never mm-hmm. dealt with their issues. Right. So they just built up, built up, built up, built up, built up. Mm-hmm. And so we were trying to teach them, don't let it build up. We know why you're doing it because you're a completer, you're an ass. But you need to deal with this conflict so it doesn't build up and cause these problems. Mm-hmm. So they asked me how much I would charge them to come to their house once a month and get them into a fight. <laughs> <laughs> 
trust. <laughs> well, I can't do that. But you understand that even if you're this very same temperament, mm-hmm. there's still weaknesses that go with that. Two high communicators love life, tend not to be detailed. Somebody better be checking that uh, checking account. You know, mm-hmm. those kinds of things, because they're likely not to do that if they're both high high communicators because they're too busy enjoying, li- enjoying life and some things can fall between the cracks. So what about when you're know when you know what you are? So knowing that I can be a high D, a high commander first, how should I think of that when I am communicating with others? Do Is it one of those things where I say, this is how I am, deal with it? Or is it one of those things where I need to be aware and change my communication in order for other people to hear it better? Let's put it this way. <clears throat> you can say to people, that's just the way I am. And what's going to happen is if you're a high D commander, always making decisions, barking out orders, those kinds of things that you're going to have fewer and fewer close friends because mm-hmm. they're going to feel uh, negated. Like, I, you know, you're more concerned with the task than you are with me. Mm-hmm. But think about the people in life who have become the most successful at working particularly people are involved. Uh, they did this major company many, many years ago now, and they were actually having the workers do the DISC profile on their supervisors hmm. and the supervisors that were having the best productivity from their teams. The, the supervisors where the teams just love the supervisor. Almost every person on their team thought that the supervisor was the same thing they were. Wow. Because he or she had learned how to speak their language, their way. And so to the high C calculator, the supervisor would be very detailed, analytical, thorough. With the high D commander, it's like, tell me what you think. I want to hear. Mm-hmm. Well, what about this? Have you thought about that? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's make a decision. And go To the high communicator, they had to make a little bit more time. Okay, we're going to have to have five minutes where they tell me about fishing last week before we get down to this issue because they mm-hmm. love to talk. And to the S, it's about loyalty, you know. I I appreciate the fact that you are here, that you do such a good job. Uh, Thank you for that. And so they learn how to speak each person's language and the best marriages. You don't lose who you are, but you learn how to speak your, your spouse's language. Same thing we did with you and your sister, Joanna. Joanna is an IS communicator, completer. Back then you were a DI. You have changed a little bit as you've gotten older. And so we actually parented each of you very differently, very mm-hmm. differently based on the fact that that's a, an IS, very sensitive. If I just looked at her wrong, it's like, what did I do? But with you, it had to be, okay. So like, if we're playing games, I would let Joanna win. So she'd feel good about herself. Never let you win. <laughs> because you're that little D, that commander. If I let you win and you figured it out, you'd lose respect for me. Yeah. You well, and I needed the competition. I'm sorry. I needed the competition. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so you deal with each child by speaking his or her language. That doesn't mean you give up who you are. Mm-hmm. It just means if you really want success in a relationship, whether it's romantic, uh, parental, work, anything, mm-hmm. you learn how to speak people's language. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the times when people will, I, this is what I love, a lot of times in our workshop, watching the people who just really felt like they had either married the wrong person or their spouse was a complete jerk. 
have so much insight after going through this disc portion that we did, which we only touched the surface of here, mm-hmm. but do they just have refreshed vision into it's not that my spouse is bad or wrong or a jerk. They're just different than I am. And the insight that that brings into understanding each other is so crucial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do remember one couple vividly from one of our workshops where that he was the high C calculator. She was the high I communicator on Saturday night of our workshop. She just poured out her heart to him at a family restaurant here in Nashville, Tennessee. And because he's a calculator, see, he's a processor. So rather than responding to her emotional outpouring, he was, he was processing click, 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 (laughs) which she read as you don't even care. Mm. So they had a major explosion. And after we explained this to them, it was like, oh, we can change that whole situation. If the communicator had said, I'm going to pour out my heart. I know you're a processor. Would you at least let me know that you heard it? And we'll talk about it after you process. Mm-hmm. Use everything. Or if the if the processor, the calculator has said to the communicator, thank you for pulling out your heart. But mm-hmm. uh, I need some time to process. I did hear you. We will talk about it. It mm-hmm. was a great evening. So understanding mm-hmm. the other person's language is a big deal. Big deal. A big deal. Well, what is a final key takeaway you would give to our listeners when it comes to the disc? Don't think that the person that you're interacting with, husband, wife, child, whatever, parent, coworker, don't think the other person thinks like you think. Mm. Because as long as you think they're thinking like you think, you're going to be frustrated trying to get them to see your point or do it your way or whatever. Read them. Are they fast or slow? Are they cool or warm? From that quadrant, figure out, okay, this is what this person probably is. And of course, there's a lot more to it. Like Kimberly said, we don't have time to process here and and then try to speak their language. Uh, Kimberly, in my book, The Art of Falling in Love, has a chapter about this. Now, it's not to be all in all. It's not going to give you all the information you want. But there is a chapter. I think it's chapter six in The Art of Falling in Love. If you want to go online and get that, you can get it on Amazon, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by the way, you'll make me rich. If you do that, <laughs> if you buy it off Amazon, I get about a dollar. So if, if I can just sell three more, I can <laughs> buy the yacht. That's <laughs> all we're trying to do. Three all more. We're to do is get three more bucks to buy the yacht. So mm. uh, you can find out about those things in that book a little bit there. And of course, in the workshop, we go to it and we actually mm-hmm. test them in the workshop. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tell them what they are. Yes, we will have the links for all of that in the show notes to where people can buy The Art of Falling in Love, but also where if any of you who are listening who are married and thinking, you know what, we need help to get better, to communicate better, this sounds like something, then this is just one part of our three-day Marriage Helper Couples Turnaround Weekend that will absolutely transform your marriage and the way that you can communicate with each other. And so we'll include a link there where you can download the workshop brochure and learn more about that as well. I highly recommend every single married couple attend that workshop. It does not matter if you're in crisis or not. Make it a priority. Transformational. We will see you again soon. friends, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Remember to follow It Starts With Attraction anywhere you listen to podcasts and leave us a review. The more positive reviews we get, the more positive change we can make for relationships and for individuals around the world. For show notes, updates, and the opportunity to join our email list for encouraging weekly strategies for you to become the best that you can be in all areas of your pies, 
go to piesuniversity.com. Again, that is piesuniversity.com. Keep working on your pies and always remember, it starts with attraction. If you could rate yourself on a one to 10, 10 being extremely confident and one being confidence has fallen out the floor, you don't even know where it is, you can't see it, you can't find it, what number would you be? If you didn't score a perfect 10, that doesn't mean that something is wrong with you. It just means that there are areas for improvement. Research suggests that like attracts like. That's why I created the Best Self Course, a 30-day online course designed to help you completely reset everything you thought you knew about attraction, tell you the truth about what real attraction is, help determine your goals, and most of all, achieve them. Click the link to join the course now. It is guaranteed that if you go through this course and apply the principles that I will teach you, then you will see dramatic change in your confidence levels, in how you feel about yourself, and how you show up in your relationships with other people, and become the best version of yourself. This is not a quick fix. This is a sustainable, long-term self-evaluation accompanied by an action plan to help you get back on track and live the life that you want. You work on yourself for you. When we work on our pies, it doesn't just help us become more attractive individuals. It helps us realize that we have worth, that we have value. And as a result, our confidence increases. Our self-esteem goes up. We begin to actually believe in ourselves and realize that we have worth. That is why I created this course, to show you that you matter, that you are valued, and that you can be doing things right now in your life to treat yourself that way, but also to show others that same sort of grace and kindness and confidence in your life. By completing this course, you will become more attractive to those around you, have better relationships with friends and family, become a better person within your career and occupation, find purpose and fulfillment in your life, and so much more. This is not a diet. This is not a workout routine. This is not a trending fad. This is an action plan to bring real life change. Get the first lesson for free when you sign up today. Click the link below to join now.